0: hey guys welcome to another episode of our podcast series um, for those who are new to the western we are a digital hub for western sydney by western sydney uh, before we jump in our buzzword for 2020 is intention what are yours uh, for those who don't recognize my voice, my name is Mark, and I'm the editor here at the Western. This is a special episode because we are joined by poet, musician, actress, and creative all-rounder Ziadala. Woo! Okay. Welcome. All of the things. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, beautiful name. Um, is that your real name, or is that sort of like a stage name? Stage name.
1: So, uh, Ziadala is a stage name. Love. And. Um, I think when I started rapping, I wanted something to sort of like represent the music that I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about equality and justice, and so I picked the word "adala," which means justice in Arabic, <laughs> and I threw a Z on top of that because I'm affectionately known as Z. Love. Um, so. Thus, Ziadala was born. It's
0: beautiful. So you, you explained your, that, that there's sort of a meaning behind it. Um, so tell us a little about a little bit about yourself and, and your background, um, just sort of like in a creative sense, or it can be outside of it, up to you.
1: Okay, cool. So Ziadala uh, yeah. grew up in Fairfield.
0: Woo Shout out two one six
1: five. Represent. <laughs>
0: shout out.
1: Um, I'm mixed race, so my mother is Thai and my father is Iraqi. Beautiful. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of heavy metal mm. and I of course loved hip hop and yeah, I love being a creative and I love expressing myself through different art forms. For me, it almost doesn't matter which art form. I feel like it just helps me to express how mm. I'm feeling and it helps me to sort of like interpret the world around me in a way that people can understand.
0: That's like stunning. Like I'm like speeches and I'm like, oh, <laughs> how do I process the world? Um. So this isn't the first time your name has been on the Western. I think you appeared in a few pieces around the Conscious Presents program um, and the chocolate and coffee review that we did um, throughout last year. Um, Talk us through 2019 and like the projects you worked on, you know, including the two I mentioned earlier and any others you want to maybe shout out or plug to. Yeah, wow.
1: 2019 was kind of huge. I was working on so many projects at the same time. Um, Like you mentioned, the Conscious program, Mm -hmm. which I was so humbled and, you know, blessed to be a part of working with different um, female artists from Western Sydney. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just really sort of championing music from that area. And it felt really nice to sort of be seen and to be heard and, you know, to be recognized for the work that we were putting in. And, of course, shout-outs to Elfresh and mm-hmm. Campbelltown Art Centre for, you know, giving us that opportunity. Um, like you mentioned, also, I worked on the short film <laughs> Chocolate, Chocolate and Coffee. coffee. And I was so excited to be a part of that um, because I freaking love mockers. Yes. Like, my favourite is coffee. <laughs> um, and also, I think that was actually my first sort of, like, on-screen... Um, gig which was really cool so I learned a lot about like the whole filming process mm. worked with like really awesome and talented people um, and of course if you've seen it you'll know that it has something to do with The Alchemist which mm. is one of my favorite books as well so
0: it is like one of the cutest short films <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll like I send a link over to it. Um, we'll put it in the description. Um, so you mentioned it was your first time sort of acting on camera. Did you perhaps do like um, theater or like plays back in, in the past or something like that? Or?
1: Yeah, so um, the first sort of like acting thing I ever did uh, was part of a show called The Cartographer's Curse mm. um, and that was directed by uh, Paula Aboud, and it was at Uh, Riverside theaters in Parramatta so that was sort of like my acting debut and I remember her asking me to you know play the part of the poet and I was like you know I'm like not an actor right Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah but I've like seen you perform your poetry and that's cool like we can work with you and I was like like "Yeah, yeah all right if you say so sort of thing and um so I got into that and My older brother was actually already a part of that. Oh, love. He did parkour as part of the show. And so it was like the first time that I got to be in a show with my older brother as well, who I sort of like looked up to growing Mm. up because he was like so creative. And so that was a really cool opportunity. But um, more importantly, like the whole story was about how you know, the French and the British sort of divided up the Middle East that used to be known as Belar the Sham. Mm-hmm. And so the Middle East was all connected at one point. Yeah. And of course, there was the biggest empire ever, the Ottoman Empire and how they collaborated with the Ottomans to sort of, you know, draw lines and divide up the Middle East. And so not only was it me just sort of like, yeah, I'm acting, but it's like it was a story that, um, you know, my affected my family yeah. and myself and so it was something that i really wanted to be a part of Yeah,
0: and i'm sure like you it would have been great others seeing you know a brown woman on stage or in any creative project these days i feel like you know we need more women of color in the arts particularly um so do you feel as if because you know you were drawn into this project as primarily a poet, do you feel like there's this sort of difference between being a poet and an actress? Is there like a, or is there similarities that you were able to draw from while working on those or?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, like being like a performance poet, there is of course Mm. that element of performing. And so like those two things I think can sort of translate um, depending on like the kind of poet that you are. But I definitely like learnt a lot through that process about You know acting and Mm -hmm. things like that which was so cool because there was just a team of so many supportive people as well um which really helped me to grow
0: good I'm glad um how was it sort of in 2019 juggling all of these incredible collaborations like I'm sure they would have been really time consuming um so I think like a good question would be sort of like what does a, a regular week look like for you potentially during these projects or outside of them like how do you manage your time because I just feel like like I struggle enough just (laughs) like a full-time job so like how does how does a person just like do so many great sort of powerful things like and how do they sleep how do like it's just really interesting to hear about those things so I'd love to hear this about you
1: um you know I'm really lucky that I'm a Gemini Mm -hmm. I feel because yeah, it really, like, works with what I do, which yeah. is, like, a million things at once. But I think that's what the Gemini likes. It's yes. Sort of, like, rejects routine and just jumps into all of these projects. So I kind of, like, thrive in that environment. So thinking back to my 2019, which was, like, so hectic, it would be, like, um, you know, going to Campbelltown Art Center for Conscious mm-hmm. program and then shooting this film some days, going to the studio and recording my EP with Monkey Mark, which was part of the Conscious program. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also working part-time in community development, so I was working on this project called The Stories of Strength Project, and we had published a 240-page publication, which included um, transcripts as well as uh, visual art Um, and portraits of people from the bankstown area and that was a three and a half year project and so it was just wrapping up in 2019 which was so hectic like i've never sort of Put together a book before, and wow. it, was, it was a lot more work than I anticipated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's sort of like having like a million plates spinning in your head. Yeah. Um, were there ever times where sort of you just felt overwhelmed? Like how did how did you overcome sort of any stressful moments? Because I feel like a lot of Western Sydney creatives now are feeling this like pressure to do incredible things just to you know be comparable to city-centric industry so like how how did you sort of keep calm or did you not keep calm or was it a different (laughs) story
1: (laughs) you know a little bit of column a a little bit of column b there uh, were times mm. when um you know i could keep calm and sort of like power through all that no worries at all and there were times when i was like really overwhelmed and i just had to sort of you know shut things just shut things out Mm -hmm. um take some time for myself like one of the things that I do is just spending time in nature
0: love yeah oh my god um so w- when did you realize that sort of Being in the creative scene, that this was something that you wanted to do, like, was there a particular point in your life where it sort of fell into place, or was it sort of like a slow realization for you that you know you wanted to wanted to do something a bit more creative, a bit artistic, as opposed to you know the regular humdrum of the world. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Um,
1: Like I grew up listening to Spice Girls. Yes. as, as well as like a lot of artists, but I think particularly like the Spice Girls, like I was kind of obsessed with them. I was mm. like, I want to be a Spice Girl, you know, that Yes. kind of nine-year-old. Um, Literally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like I, I'm baby Spice right now. <laughs> like yes! I'm, oh I'm still God. baby Spice. Sporty Spice. <laughs> yes! Okay, cute. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I, yeah, I think that was like the first time like in my brain where I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like I want to mm. like sing, but... That never seemed like a possibility to me growing up. Um, You know, I had parents who really wanted me to focus on my studies. Um, And so I tried my best to do that and somehow got into uni, which like surprises me every day Mm -hmm. because I'm not like naturally smart. (laughs) I have to work like really hard. Mm. Um, And so I studied environmental science because I'm really passionate about, um, you know, protecting the environment. Mm. And I, of course love being in nature and I feel very like connected to the land and stuff so I was really happy to be doing that um but even when I finished doing that um I didn't want to be working for you know private consulting firms mm. and things like that like yeah I wanted to be engaging with community and like empowering individuals um, sort of from the ground level like we don't have to wait on our government we don't have to wait on like corporations to yes. make that change like we can all make small changes within our lives that can sort of like contribute to a bigger um, change for the environment so like grassroots sort
0: of community work yeah exactly um, yeah
1: um, and I think like in terms of how I, I realized that a lot of people sort of saw um, potential in me they saw what I was doing creatively and um, they believed in me and supported me and mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that sort of like opened my eye to the creative world and was like maybe I can do this actually yeah. maybe <laughs>
0: so, I think I think like you mentioned before that you know your parents really wanted you to study. Um, I think that's a, a narrative or a story that a lot of us share here in the western Sydney particularly as you know a community um, that is quite diverse. We do have a lot of parents with you know very education, traditional beliefs, um, how did, did you sort of, how did you find that balance between, you know, you know, listening to what your parents say and then finding your own sort of like common ground with that? Um, was there a lot of like internal sort of conflict when it came to those decisions or was it just like, you know what, I'm happy with where I am, you know, how did that, how did that thought process work out for you?
1: Um... Like, I remember when I was at uni and, you know, for some reason, when you have an assignment, like all the best songs come to you and you don't actually have time to work on them or something (laughs) like you just get all these like really awesome ideas and you're like, oh, I have no time. So I remember like just doing my assignments and like quickly recording demos and stuff and Mm. going back to my assessments and stuff. But I had no problem doing that um, as well because I saw how beneficial it was Um I was learning a lot. I loved the course that I did um, and so I really wanted to do that. and whether or not I was going to pursue that after uni, it was something that I wanted to complete and I feel like I'm so much better off like personally because I did that like that, that 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 journey um really helped me like I learned how to think critically, which is yes. something that we're not really taught in yes. primary school oh and God,
0: yeah.
1: high school and yeah it kind of enhanced my spirituality in a weird way as well. So there are all these other things that sort of like came from studying at uni, which is not something that I wanted to do when I was younger. Mm. Um, But yeah.
0: Um, I feel like this is a good sort of segue into, you know, talking about what it's like sort of navigating Sydney's sort of very city-centric art scene um, as someone from Western Sydney, particularly as someone who is a woman of colour as well. Um, did you ever feel like, um, you ran into any roadblocks because of where you were from and who you are, or sort of, do you, do you feel like you don't have a seat at the table sometimes when it comes to art projects and things, or, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
1: Um, personally, I mean, I'm sure I face like so many roadblocks, but I, I try not to see them that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I have as much of a right of sort of like being in the art scene as anyone else. So even though there are those sort of like, I don't I don't even want to say disadvantages of like being from Western Sydney or even being like a woman, a woman of color, mm-hmm. um, because I love that and yes. I am so not ashamed of that mm. and I will... I will just walk into spaces and I will sit at the table.
0: Love. (laughs) Yes. Um, I just feel like, you know, as as Western Sydney grows and as Western Sydney creatives grow, there is that disconnect there and a lot of people feel it. Um, So do you feel like um, there's a certain way to overcome that thought or is it more so a... um, Is it just like a, you know what? Let's go with the flow. Is it more so like a um this isn't something I have to address head on this is just I just need to keep working hard and not proving myself but working hard for me and working hard for my project is that how it was like for you
1: um I don't I don't think it was like when when I was doing it I I don't think I ever thought about like me personally as an individual Mm. I thought about like all the sort of like women of color who work so hard to sort of pave the way Mm. and then you know for me to even be able to walk into those spaces um But then I also realized that I have to keep on doing that as well. Mm. So younger people who come after also can do that. Um, And of course, I always felt like we do have to um, sort of like challenge this head on. There's so much work for us to do because it's so um, unequal. I I, I, I can't think of the word right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'd love to chat about your music. Um, would you feel as if um, music is sort of the larger part of your creative sort of palette right now? Or is it just like a, a, an extension of your poetry, perhaps? Or how would you describe your music?
1: Um, I think that it it is my sort of like favorite way to express myself. Mm-hmm. I love writing songs and I love singing. Um, I think I started singing when I was like six cause mom was listening to heaps of Mariah Carey and I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do some housework to like Mariah Carey. Yes. And yeah, so I just like always love singing and I feel like even if I wasn't pursuing music and stuff, I would just be singing like 24 seven anyway.
0: <laughs> it's like, I think cleaning hits different like, <laughs> Like especially when emotions playing, and it's like right? she's like killing those whistle notes. <laughs> it's like yes, I can wipe this wall to the beat. Um, yes. I I remember your performance, you know, at the uh, chocolate and coffee review. Um, you mentioned that there was a track that was heavily influenced by your mother. Um, do you have? Do you perhaps have a track that's you sort know of very close to home or close to your heart, or are all of them you know really close to, like you hold them really close to yourself?
1: Um, yeah, I feel like I hold all of the tracks sort of like really close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sp- particular poems that I perform about my parents that are like really close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, is sometimes hard to perform, mm-hmm. depending on how I'm feeling. And how yeah,
0: no, of course. I feel like family is always a, a, a tricky subject to talk about. Like yeah. You just you get choked up automatically just thinking about everything that your family's done for you, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you're just like you'll be like performing, and you're like, man, I'm so grateful. At the same time, and you're like getting emotional and stuff. Exactly.
0: Um, but um, do you have a current favorite track? Like, is there something that you like listening back to? Because I know that some, <laughs> there are some artists out there, and there are some you know performers that that don't like seeing their work. Like have you? Heard, I think I think Adam Driver is a really good example. He doesn't like watching his own scenes. Like mm. I think I, th- I don't think he's watched Star Wars. I'm not fully sure. But like, do you do you do you feel the same way about your music? Do you ever feel like you can't listen to your songs or?
1: Um. Yep. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think that it's something that um, musicians have to have to sort of like go through. It's mm. like. Um, Because my EP is in mixing and mastering at the moment So I'm listening back to my songs like a lot Love
0: Um,
1: And it's really exciting (laughs) And there is actually one track that I'm loving at the moment And um, it's a bilingual track So I'm singing in English and Thai Love Oh my god
0: yeah. we'll, we'll definitely link to your SoundCloud Or wherever we can listen to this Is it on Spotify as well I think? Or...
1: Um, no I haven't dropped my EP yet
0: Oh oh, sorry I thought this was a track that you released um... Sorry my bad But I'm so excited <laughs> to hear this um, So it'd be really good to talk about um, Sort of you being biracial I feel like a lot of people Tend to struggle with You know cultural identity When they come from two different cultures um, Sort of do you feel like you lean towards a certain one, whether it be Thai or um, Iraqi, was it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you sh- I'm sure you feel like that. Yes, even. yeah. Growing up in Australia. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, sort of, did it feel... Is that something that you touch in your music as well? Is it, is it like a driving force or is it sort of just like something that's there? That's like, you know, this is me, this is who I am.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's naturally going to flow into my music? Or is it something that you actively put into it
1: um I think it definitely comes out through my music Mm. um I think the person that I am is because I'm mixed race like growing up I felt like I was always on the outside and so it felt like I belonged nowhere Mm. and everywhere at the same time because people couldn't kind of pick where I was from and so I just sort of like um, blend in or yeah. something, <laughs> you know, depending on where I was <laughs> yeah, and like depending on
0: the situation, yeah, as well, like the context.
1: People yeah. wouldn't ask too many questions, yeah. and but at the same time, when they did, and then you know, I would tell them where I was from. I faced like a lot of like rejection mm. and bullying, like depending on the groups that I was, you know, sort of trying to belong to mm. and feel good in. Um, so I think that naturally comes out through my music and. I think, you know, even when people are like listening to to my music or like listening to the lyrical content, or if they see me, they they kind of can't. I feel like people might not be able to sort of like put me in a box mm. of like Zia Dala is this. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I feel like I have this like duality in every sense Love. of the word, like with my background, mm. with where I grew up, yeah. with like. My style, Mm -hmm. the kind of music that I make. It's just like, it's here, there, and everywhere.
0: Courses through your veins. (laughs) It's beautiful. Um... Sort of what does 2020 look like for you? Like, are, are there any exciting new projects you can talk about? Besides, you know, of, of course, you have your EP coming out soon. Um, but is there sort of anything lined up um, that you're really excited about? Or is this just sort of just a year to focus more on your own projects and sort of your own direction?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I've worked, um, like I said, in community for a really long time. Mm. And... I've been doing a million other things. I've been doing so many collaborations. And so even doing this EP after, you know, five years of sort of like pursuing music, I felt like it was my time to sort of like focus on myself and my music. So definitely that is what 2020 is going to be about. I'm excited to just like create more stuff and share it with the world.
0: I think it's your time. It's, it's always been your time, but right now it's your time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do a, a quick Q round. It's just a fun way for our viewers and our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, so these first ones are like a either or. Um, would you rather Meccas or KFC? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow,
1: uh, Macca's.
0: Macca's. She's a Meccas girl. Um, music type indie or R and B. What do you prefer to listen to? R and B. Oh yeah, you mentioned you know like Mariah Carey growing up. Yeah, Spice Mara Girls could sometimes be R&B as well. Mm-hmm. They had those really slow tracks like you know. <laughs> um, would you rather work in a cafe or a library, like when you're working on creative projects? Library. Library. Interesting. I feel like a lot of people would have gone with cafe. Um, oh yeah. Do you think it's because like you're surrounded by like constant? quietness or something like that or
1: yeah i think i write like my best stuff when i'm in like
0: solitude mm.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> sometimes cafes can get really like rowdy um especially if, like starbucks mount joe shout out <laughs> um do you have any favorite eats out here in the west like hot restaurants that you like to visit constantly or
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think like growing up i probably went to tommy's kebab a lot
0: yum just, like up the road
1: I shout out tommy's kebab
0: <laughs> are these still open they're what
1: still the- open yes.
0: <laughs> uh, kebab stores like are everlasting they're they're never gonna die out it's amazing um what would you tell yourself 10 years ago and i think this is a big question for some people but i'd love to hear you um, talk this through to the little girl who loves spice girls especially
1: how old was i 10 years ago oh oh okay um i would have said like stop fucking around something like that sorry am I allowed to (laughs) sweat
0: absolutely 100% this is not rated or anything Um, 100% Um, (laughs) like get your head together girl Um,
1: yeah I think I was like all over the place mm -hmm. Um, you know you're at uni you're trying to get through this thing and you're like oh my gosh like the world is so overwhelming like i grew up in western sydney yes and then every day i had to sort of like check to the city and like i studied at uts i was just like in that craziness and so i felt like a little bit crazy
0: oh my god ultimo is like disastrous like everybody's walking in every single direction um final question do you have any advice for any fellow western sydney creatives especially those who sort of feel that imbalance right now sort of trying to break into a market that does prefer other people or um, that's a good word Imbalance. Yeah, that was balance. the one that i was looking
1: for thank you <laughs>
0: no of course use it however you'd like um but yeah so do you have any sort of tips or or you know a message that you want to pass on to you know all of our hustlers out here in western sydney who are just trying to live their truth and express their you know creativity
1: well, wow, I don't want to say anything cliche, but I will say never give up because you is going to be disheartened on the way and you're going to want to give up and you're going to like question your worth and, you know, sort of like lose self-belief and stuff because people are like not responding to your stuff. But I would say never give up and be true to who you are because there is only one you. And if we aren't being ourselves in the world, that is like such a disservice disservice to the world like
0: be you yes Uh, um, I guess it's now time to plug this gorgeous girls EP Um, is there any details you can disclose with us just yet or do you want to keep it on the hush for now I'm going to
1: keep it on the hush love if that's all
0: right. It, love that, <laughs> love. Um, you can follow our girl at Zia Dala. Um, is it Z-E-A-D-A-L-A on Instagram? Yes, that's right. Correct. We'll put in the links as well. Make sure to follow the Western as well at T-H-E dot W-E-S-T-E-R-N. Um, and we hope you guys have a lovely week, life, fun, whatever it is. Uh, and enjoy your night. See ya. See ya.